Live from the 8 o'clock studios, it's the 8 o'clock show with Beef Sticks at 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah. thank you folks so much for joining us here at 8 o'clock. We appreciate you coming each and every day at 8 o'clock to listen eight to the 8 o'clock show. It's always 8 o'clock on the 8 o'clock show. Okay. It's 8 o'clock somewhere. <laughs> ah, man. Isn't that how they end church? <laughs> That's know. how we start our show. <laughs> oh, man. Church is out and the fun's about to begin, bitches. Yeah. Beef Six Podcast. So grab your IPAs and just blaze with Isaac Hayes. Let's get it on. Slathered in mayonnaise. That wasn't Isaac Hayes, that was Marvin Gaye's. Yeah, it was. Marvin Gaye didn't with, sing it like that, though. Kept with the uh, rhyming, though. I, you know, and I'm sure Isaac Hayes. I'm sure Let's Isaac Hayes has, has covered that song. <laughs> he better have. I'm sure Isaac Hayes wrote the song. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice to be back another Thursday. Yeah. Joining each and every one of you at eight o'clock. What? At 8 o'clock. Scared me. It's always 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. It's going to be 8 o'clock for the next two hours, folks. Yes. So unplug your clocks. Let them stop where they are. Oh, shit. Most people have digital. Oh, shit. Most people use their phone. All right. Screenshot your clock. Throw your phones out the window. First screenshot, then throw it out the window. There you go. Oh, no, no, it's great. It's a great it's a great Thursday, isn't it? Today's a great yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Hey, it's not raining. That's the plus. No, no. Went out had two walks today with my dogs. Very nice. Went, went out to the marsh and uh and the one dog, Frankie, he likes to go in it. The other two don't like to, but I'll be damned if I didn't put them in it. Yeah. They had fun with us, though. They they swam around. for. It was warm. It was nice and warm in that marsh. I was waiting for it to be cold yet, but it was nice and warm. I didn't go in a deep area. I went, you know, to my calves at most. But it was nice until the uh, mud tried to uh, take your, my you sandals off. You brought your off. cows with you, huh? Yeah, the calves, the cows, the oxen. It was a whole uh, Oregon trail. <laughs> Somebody died of uh, of temper or whatever the fuck they died, died of then. <laughs> Distemper, temper, yeah. distemper, dismembered. Ty- they were dismembered. Yep, typhlosion. <laughs> Donner party uh, a, syndrome. A wild typhlosion appeared. He's fucking <laughs> on back during, <laughs> during just, the hour. Just God. roast him. Roasted. Uh, yeah, I know typhlosion um, is a fire type. Earthquake Pokemon. and typhoon showed up. <laughs> the Twin Towers. Not the actual towers. Yep, the twin towers. <laughs> no, but the boss man in the junkyard, or Akeem, Akeem the American Dream, or the African Dream, Akeem the African Dream, <laughs> which is a rip on Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, probably one of the worst rips and the worst thing to ever happen to JYD in his life. And I'm talking about worse than Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling uh, cartoon. <laughs> I love that. You know, that was on the WWE Network for a very short time. It was on w- for like a week and a half before yep. Hogan dropped the N-bomb. 
<laughs> and that blew the show up. When he drew, dropped the end bob, the show literally blew up on their network. Their circuit boards were smoking. <laughs> All right. Um, it's going to be an amazing show, folks. An amazing show. It always is. First of all, I want to start sure. off, though. I have to put out a correction and retract uh, from what we talked about last week. We went on a tirade about this uh, tweet that was sent out uh, talking about indie matches, how they, you know, do flip, 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 dot, 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 dive, and how they're all the same and this and that. And and, and really, we, we kind of, we talked a lot, uh, we talked at length about it. And everything we talked about, it still stands. I'm not changing my stance on anything I said. I don't think Pasty is changing his stance on anything he said. Mm-mm. What I have to correct as I kept saying, it was Flip Gordon that put out these tweets. Flip Gordon is an independent wrestler who actually just recently got signed to Ring of Honor. I believe he got signed that day or the day before. I had just been reading about it. It was actually Rip Rogers. Uh, so it is not Flip Gordon, the uh, the indie prospect, new ROH signee. It was Rip Rogers, old man yells at Cloud, and aging pro wrestler. Hashtag not Flip, but Rip. I apologize. It's it's a huge <laughs> fuck up on my part, um, and I got no real excuse for it other than that was such a busy week, and I didn't take any notes on my news, so I was trying to remember everything off my head. My internet was down, if you all remember, so I couldn't even double check anything. I didn't have the actual tweet. You know, I, bottom line is I fucked up, but I'm I'm letting you know I fucked up. And this is my way of saying, I'm sorry, Flip Gordon, for all the nasty emails you got from Beef Sticks fans. <laughs> Just forward them to Rip Rogers and, and attach Beef Sticks podcast. To- yes. Hashtag not flip, but rip. And we here at Beef Sticks know a whole lot about butt rip. Yeah, we're not going to say butt rip, B-U-T-T, rip. <laughs> oh, just, just, just one T, folks. Not flip, but rip with one T. Uh, but, otherwise, it says not flip, but rip. <laughs> Which would be X-Pac. You could put hashtag X-Pac butt rip. Because he ripped the sphincter, fit sphincter a couple times. Not flipping. <laughs> Do it. <whatever. Um, laughs> not X-Pac butt rip. <laughs> not flip but rip there we go it's gonna be busy on our twitter account yes. it's never busy on it we got i gotta work on twitter a little better i'm horrible at the social it's hard media to do twitter i don't know it's hard to keep methamphetamine I, you know yeah but all these old I can't even hit buttons on time i just now hit the methamphetamine button man i suck at this job methamphetamine. <laughs> <laughs> telling you we need to hire a producer man we need to we need to get matt gurky from his basement studio just pushing buttons for us. I don't know if we could afford him. Yeah, he's kind of expensive, man. Yeah. See, so if you want us to have a producer and put out a better quality show, please go check out our Patreon and give us your monies. Please do. Please <laughs> do. All right, we'll get we'll get into the news now. I think the biggest news of this week uh, is a very big black eye on Impact Wrestling. Black Their president, yeah, not black guy, no. Um, Ving Rhames is not on Impact Wrestling. Okay, um, <laughs> that's like when uh when Dolph Ziggler came, was it Dolph Ziggler came out there and talked about all all the stuff. 
he liked and he like and I like black eyes and I was like what you like black guys <laughs> anyways no it was uh, Dean Ambrose Dean Ambrose who liked the black guys <laughs> sounds like <laughs> Dean Ambrose's style right so um, the the president of Impact Wrestling Ed Nordholm disclosed an account of his and Matt Hardy's attempt to claim ownership over the Broken Universe intellectual property. Nordholm included an alleged four-page excerpt from Hardy's contract with highlighted passages which stated that the company Impact Wrestling owned all IP after their relationship ended. Unlike these sticks who own all IPAs because we have problem with drinking. <laughs> it's not a problem. It's it's called alcoholism. It's a disease. And I worked hard to get it, just like this gonorrhea I have. Both took me many years to, to perfect. And he's very proud of it. The worst part is, though, between the two of them, I drink a lot, so I pee a lot, and the gonorrhea makes it burn when I pee, so I'm odd, uh, so I'm often burning my pe- penis, you know? It's, it's a, it's a two, problem. Two diseases and you can't even claim disability. For shame. Right? For shame. Um, <laughs> where was that? So w- within these pages, he claims that WWE didn't even have an interest in buying the IP from, uh, impact wrestling. According yeah. to him, cause according to him, impact wrestling owns it. WWE prefers lager. Now on the, uh, On the most recent episode of the Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer reported that WWE is not, I repeat, is not getting involved in the situation because they don't want this to set a precedent of buying a gimmick or idea from someone else in the future. They're going out and they're getting all of these indie stars. They're bringing a lot of big names back every now and then. And they don't want people to feel like, ooh, this is a way for me to make money, you know? Um, Matt Hardy, though, is actively pursuing the rights to the intellectual property and addressed Nordholm via Twitter, as the Hardys tend to do. That's about the only way they speak nowadays. Right, yep. They don't have talking roles on on WWE programming, that's for sure. (laughs) Right? That's so stupid. Yeah. Oh, man, we'll have to get into that, but they have fallen so far from when they first came in to where they're at now. See, that's it where is. I'm like, why not? Why? Yeah, call him Fallen Matt Hardy. Boom. And then just have the same character. You don't own the character. There you, you might go. own the name. Just change the yeah. fucking name. I'm happy with w- that at that point. WCW spent a decade doing that shit to WWE wrestlers. So. <laughs> right. Well, TNA. TNA spent a good chunk of their existence just just slightly changing the name mm-hmm. of, of them. Remember... Uh, uh, Tyrus, when he came in, the, the former Brodus Clay, he was the Funkasaurus, and he comes in as Tyrus, which is a take on the Tyrannosaurus yep. Rex, you know. <laughs> so come on. Um, but uh, so he, he put out a tweet, and the tweet said, I tell the truth, and I don't need to desperately overcompensate to prove my public credibility. My facts will be shared via the correct venue, which to him probably means Twitter. <laughs> right. Um, I do have to say this about him. He says, I I don't need to desperately overcompensate to prove my public credibility. He's right about this, and this does look bad for Nordholm. But if Matt could come up with anything that that proves or, or, or wants us to lead to believe that he owns the intellectual property, that would probably be very good for himself and WWE. 
But um, I don't blame him for not wanting to, to you know, in a, in a poker term, show his hand early, you know? Yeah. Uh, if this is a, uh, this looks like it's going to be a long legal battle, and it's best to just leave everything in the courtrooms and let them handle it. Yes, indeed. Anything you can say, or anything you say, can and will be held against you. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, Meltzer did note that if WWE was not interested in the gimmick at all, they would have told him to stop doing the broken Matt Hardy mannerism and phrases that he's been using on TV a long time ago. Yeah. So he believes they are interested in getting it. They just don't want to personally buy it. Right. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense because that could cost the WWE a lot in the long term if wrestlers could convince them to purchase the the rights to a character. Oh, yeah. Because you, know, yeah. you know fans would force WWE, like, buy the Bullet Club then. Yeah, if exactly. you're, you're going to buy Broken Matt Hardy, then buy the Bullet Club, you know, and, and then it would just it, it would spiral out of control from there. I, I definitely get that, but I am totally okay with them just just changing the broken. It doesn't have to be. There's other words for broken, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's there's only so much you can claim as an actual copyright infringement in terms. Yes, it, you know, broken universe. Okay, we won't use broken universe. We won't use broken Hardy. You know, we won't use Vanguard One, you know? Right. You can have a thousand and one things. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and and I think fans would still embrace it the same way. We just want it. It doesn't matter how it's put out there for us. Well, we know what it is. <laughs> the fans who know what it is are going to know what it is. And the fans who don't know what it is aren't going to know they changed any of the, the terms or words or anything. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like, um, it, it reminds me. When Raven came to WCW, um, ECW, he had Raven's Nest, and he had a, a whole bunch of outcasts that, that worked with him and all that. He went to WCW, and, and uh, he started Raven's Flock. And the people who knew Raven knew the flock was basically Raven's Nest. And the people who didn't know Raven in WCW just thought, oh, this is cool. He's got his Raven's Flock. It makes sense. I mean... And Raven's Flock got over way more than Raven's Nest anyway, so there you go. Mm. Come on, WWE. Come on, WWE. Start acting like WCW. Do it. <laughs> Not really. When was the last time you ever heard that? <laughs> <sighs> I'm sure the IWC calls out for that a lot, though. Everybody oh, wants yeah. it to be more like, yeah. I know I do every time I'm like, WWE, where's War Games? Come on. You know you need to do War Games. Bring us the War Games. I want War Games. They never will. They never will. They never will. But I want it. I would love it. How about this? Uh, <laughs> the the Extreme Rules pay-per-view is going to be, I think, the least extreme pay-per-view in recent history. Um. Yeah. I, well, I love how I love how literally one of their matches. Right. The 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 gimmick is that it can't be extreme. Title changes hands due to disqualification. Okay, so there's no chance they can use any weapons or go out to the ringside and, and be out there for a length of time. Wow, that's that's super extreme. Whoa. They have to actually have them match in the ring with their hands and feet. Yeah, it's the stupidest thing ever. 
And if it ends, what if what if it ends in a disqualification on the Miz's behalf? Does he still lose because of the the fine print? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. What's what's written in there? Mm-hmm. Well, all the Miz has to do is the same thing that he did this week. Right. Just get him um, to do something. And, and get well, just get somebody else to run in and attack the Miz. He could have Maurice right. come in and slap the Miz. Or even while the ref's not looking, act like he got hit with a championship. You know? Yep. yep. Or just hold his, hold his balls. Sit on the ground and hold his balls like a low blow. Right. He did it before. You know? you know he'd do it again. Yeah, yeah. He just dick, dick kicked City them a while ago. It's like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. I, I, that's that's probably the worst. That gimmick and the first ever Extreme Rules Fatal Five-Way. I think, I think what makes this the first ever, and I think what I'm gathering, is it is a elimination-style match. So it's a fatal five-way elimination with weapons. But, I mean, they would have weapons anyway. But it's an elimination style. But I, I don't think not, it's the first. I don't think it's the first. Rule. Right, and I don't think it's the first fatal five-way with elimination rules. I mean, isn't there a you know, match? It might that's be for got... WWE. There's, there has to be one or two you would think, but I, I don't know. They're not big. They're not big on elimination matches. They're usually just the the first pinfall or submission takes it. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it. With it being elimination, it definitely makes things more interesting. Uh, the I fact prefer that, it. The fact that Paul Heyman came out and specifically talked to Finn Balor leads me to believe that Balor is going to be the one to move on to do it. But yeah, wasn't that kind of weird and awkward? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get how how the champions' um, advocate comes out and specifically talks to one. Right. The five people. I just the found smallest, that odd. I, the smallest guy. Like, he's the biggest threat. That's why Heyman came out is basically what I got. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. And I, I dig it. I want. I like Balor probably the best out of all of oh, them yeah. there. Yeah, uh, I definitely want to see the demon versus the beast. But, um, yeah, I, that just seemed really odd to me. Mm-hmm. It was a good segment. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Balor was actually really good on the mic. Some of his best mic work since coming here. Heyman's always solid. Wow. Um, go, uh, going back to the, the news that we were on, um, we talked about Nordholm, you know, talking about Jeff, uh, Matt Hardy's contract and everything. Uh, JR wrote on jrsbarbecue.com, not overly comfortable with official contract info, communications, etc., being distributed to the pro wrestling media regarding the contract issues involving the Hardys and Impact Wrestling. Not sure what it proves or if it helps anyone's cause other than keeping this private business matter lingering in the eyes of the public. Just my two cents, but most pro wrestling companies have bigger fish to fry than making a matter such as this clickbait. And, uh... Yeah, I would kind of agree with them. That kind of, it seems like it's just, you know, like I said, I mean, Matt's not coming up with anything, but the the bottom line is just save it for the courts. The court of public opinion isn't going to win you anything. Right, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people see it as petty, you know, to to go take that matter to, especially with you representing the corporation. Like, yeah. I, I can see the wrestlers to do it because they're more, you know, loose cannon and whatever, and, and that's their job. But your job as, like, a, a head of a company is not, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, for... It's, I, it's I low any, and petty and pathetic. 
any company head would tell you in any business situation, you don't disclose contract information to the public. Right. It's a, it's a contract it, for a reason. It's going to it's gonna hurt other, uh, other, you know, what are other wrestlers going to think going into Impact? Like, damn, you know, I don't know if I want to go there because if I put this, this, this in my contract, it could become public knowledge. I don't hmm. know. Yeah, I, and you know, to to add to his whole clickbait thing, you know, it almost seems like it's just trying to get free advertising off the Hardy name still. You can keep Impact Wrestling in people's minds by dropping the Hardy name. Especially if you're, especially if they're the heel and you're the poor underdog babyface, as Impact's trying to play themselves as. <laughs> you know? It doesn't come off that way in my eyes, but... And and you know what? And they might be. We don't know. That's the biggest thing. I don't know which side is is wrong or right. But I would say this move is is um is ugly, unprofessional, right. unprofessional well, to say the you least. You know, you know, in, in the case of a musician or an artist contracted to a major record label, if they are released from their contract, all of their music still belongs to the record label. So you know, correct. Via Look that at, uh, logic, I don't think impact is in the wrong but i don't know i like to hope it depends on how the contract is written is all is what it all comes down to you know um up until his death michael jackson owned all the uh, beatles music you know (laughs) paul mccartney he didn't own any of it ringo he didn't own any of it michael jackson owned all the beatles music every time a beatles song was played michael jackson got paid because he owned the library you know which that that that's a story straight out of wrestling because um, the story goes that Paul McCartney is the person who taught Michael Jackson all about library ownership and how he need to make sure that he owns his own music library so that the so that the uh, record companies wouldn't take advantage of him. And then as soon as it goes up on auction, he highballs fucking Paul McCartney and, and fucking steals. <laughs> it's like, that was, that's a sly move, yeah, dog. I'll, I'll own my music and your music. Fuck, I'll buy all the music. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's smart business acumen oh, is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, and on some, uh, some more related news, this is getting a lot of play across the, uh, Across the, the wrestling dirt sheets, if you will, or, or news sheets, or what you want to call them. Uh, Billy Corgan noted in an interview with PW Insider that Ed Nordholm, who we have talked about, recently approached him and asked him to act as a mediator between Impact and the Hardys. Um, this was before all the news came out about uh, the contract being released, but nonetheless, it still seems like Billy Corgan denied them. Um, and with all the bullshit that 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 Impact Wrestling put Billy Corgan, yeah, why would he? Help through, I know a lot of it mostly in them, and it's kind of a dick team now. Yeah, exactly. That just seems so shitty, especially since. On to some more related news. <laughs> PW Insider also noted Billy Corgan's deal to purchase NWA is ninety-seven percent done, and it did confirm that he is partnering with former WWE and TNA writer Dave Lagana. So. Yeah, I mean, hey, we could see NWA making a resurgence. We could. That's awesome. That's awesome. We might not, but we could. I bet we'll see it before we see Global Force. Yeah, right. And 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 we're kind of living in a uh, not a wrestling renaissance because it's it's nowhere near as big as it was in the in, in the the Monday Night Wars era. But we're kind of living in an era now where so many smaller companies are getting a much wider audience. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> and I think that's a lot of a lot of like WWE fans who are, aren't happy with the product. You know, we'll look elsewhere to find something entertaining. Definitely. Yeah, it, exactly. And and it's good. It's good for everybody. I think it helps everybody out. Um, I feel like I'm taking up all the time here. You wanna you wanna talk about anything or? Um. Uh, you know, you got anything going on? Any any news that 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 can be dropped? Well, this week on SmackDown, Kevin Owens uh, touched on the same exact issue that I had spoken out about last week on the podcast about wrestlers who lose number one contenders matches who go on to get a better opportunity right afterwards. And it yeah, got you him. were just talking about this. <laughs> and it, it, yeah, and it got him into the Money in the Bank ladder match. Like, you should put me in the match too, fuckers. I said it first. <laughs> <laughs> right? But yeah. it's good. Money in the Bank ladder match, uh, I'm really happy that Money in the Bank and Extreme Rules are back-to-back pay-per-views and... I don't know. Money in the Bank is looking already like it's going to be better than what we're going to see with Extreme Rules. Money in the Bank is usually a solid pay-per-view, you know. Um, they put a lot into the Money in the Bank matches, usually. And you usually come away satisfied. You don't expect a whole lot of, of, of big shakeups because you already know there's going to be a, a Money in the Bank contract. Although now with the brand split, there's probably just going to be the one. Yeah. Although we could see a we could see a women's title money in the bank. I don't think we will, but we could. And I'd be all for it. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's about time. Yeah. I, I agree. But no, the 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 guy is in the match for the money in the bank match this year. It's a great lineup. Dolph Ziggler, and he's a key. You like you need to have him in a ladder match, you know. Uh, oh yeah, Kevin he's going to be your spot monkey. Yeah, Kevin Owens, uh, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm excited to see what he does. Like that, that should be him. Him and Ziggler are gonna are gonna be really good. I think. Yeah, yeah, they definitely will be. Oh boy! Oh yes, boy. beer is delicious, is it not? <laughs> yeah. What What are you drinking on over there? Mm. This week, I'm drinking Sierra Nevada Torpedo Extra IPA. It's an all American IPA, perfectly balanced yet full of flavor and aromas that highlight the complex citrus, pine, and herbal character. Of this whole cone American hops. They make it with their patented hop torpedo. And it gives it a very unique flavor. It's very it's very like upper IPA tasting. But at the same time it has nice low bitter dark notes to it. It's it's very full bodied. And it's, it's, it's very pleasing. Very nice. I'm going to have to try that one. Yes. I am drinking on Surly Brewing Company's Surly. 
like like one of the um the Duff Beer, the seven Duff Beer guys, you know. Yeah. Hey, only one guy looks out for Surly, and that's Surly. Um, <laughs> Surly Brewing Company's overrated West Coast style IPA. Yes, folks, overrated. Uh, Pacey's drinking a beer that takes themselves very seriously, and I'm drinking a beer that doesn't take themselves seriously at all. I tell you what, I love Surly Brewing. Uh, I, I would love to do a podcast out there uh, at their brewery. I know, I know, we've been talking about that. We should, we should try to get out to breweries and set up and record and just right. do that because it'd be fun. And Surly's oh, yeah. like on top of my list of places we need to go. <coughs> Surly is great. I have not had that beer yet, though. That sounds well. Good. They say, what's with the hype? Well, it's been said it's easier to brew an extremely hoppy beer than an extremely balanced beer. And you know us, we're always looking for the easy way out. So we jumped on a West Coast IPA bandwagon and brewed this dry and hoppy ale. Brew just gimmick beers. And maybe we are overrated, they say. But at the end of the day, it's just a beer. If you like it, great. So do we. If you only liked us when we were small, then leave this one on the shelf, motherfucker. Let one of the fanboys grab it. <laughs> Brewed and canned at Surly Brewing Company, 4811 Dushmare Drive, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, 55420. Yes, fans, 420. Um... Yeah, Surly Brewing Company, man. They're, they're good. They're good. And this is this is a very hoppy beer. Um, it's a hot. Uh, I mean, and IPAs are hoppy, but it's an overly hoppy IPA. Um, it kind of hits you right away when it first gets in your mouth. Some of the beers you kind of get that lingering flavor afterwards, and this one doesn't linger long. As soon as you swallow it, it's gone. It's just like uh, your mother should have done to you, listeners. Um, <laughs> it's in. It's gone. But it's it's delicious, and that's a he good way to get folks to drink more. He doesn't mean that, listeners. Who would listen to the show if your mother swallowed you? They're mothers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, well, probably not. There's probably some of y'all listening to this that are really horrible folks and probably shouldn't be here. So, so right. I stand by it for a portion of our audience. <laughs> and you know who you are. You do. Don't make us but come rest- to your house. The rest of y'all, we love you, and we appreciate you every day. Uh, visit our Patreon page, please, um, and then I won't make fun of your mothers or you. Surly Brewing Company. Yeah, very We'll great. write thank you notes to your mothers for not swallowing. I'll send her dick pics, I promise. <laughs> yeah, Surly Brewing Company, man. If you guys have not tried any of Surly's beer, I mean, just go, go fucking do it. Surly only looks out for one guy. That's Surly. I should have had a clip. I should have had a clip of that so we could play that, but I didn't. So there you go. You hey, fail. some some news from the Orient. Kushida, <laughs> Kushida of New Japan Pro Wrestling sent out a tweet to one of my favorites, Frankie Kazarian, saying, "At Frankie Kazarian, hi Kazarian." Sorry, my new finisher, small package driver. I call it Back to the Future. No problem, question mark? No problem. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I like that he writes it the way he would say I, it. Actually, <laughs> I didn't even catch that. I always just read the tweet as it was. But he did write no problem. That's not, <laughs> folks, that's not us. 
That's what he wrote. No problem. No problem. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. <laughs> oh, Kushida. <laughs> so anyways, uh, and, and, and hey, go out there, hop on YouTube, or or get the New Japan. Um, they have their own streaming site, and you can. I think it's like fifteen, twenty dollars a month. Well, that's otherwise access. Access. Well, yeah, but man, they got a smaller audience. You know, WWE can afford it. Um, Access TV also plays New Japan shows. They're going to be doing the uh, G1 Climax tournament. We talked about that last week. Go and check them out. Kushida's an amazing wrestler. Um, but yeah, he, he he come on, man. He opened himself up for that one when he wrote No Problem. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, Back to the Future is a reference to a move that Kaz has used years ago, named the same thing, which I actually really liked. It was an electric chair drop into a bridge. If you folks can imagine um, Pasty White sitting on top of my shoulders, and I literally, literally drop backwards on him, but as I drop backwards, I hold his arms out as if he's a flying airplane, and uh, when we land, I bridge up all of, like a like a bridging suplex or something. You know how you bridge your back, so my shoulders would be off the ground. His shoulders are on the ground. Count the one, two, three. There you go. Mm. Uh, good move. But. It wasn't Frankie Kazarian that replied to this tweet. It was Seth Rollins who tweeted at Kushida, at Matt Jackson, and at Frankie Kazarian. It already has a name! Exclamation point, exclamation point, with three mad faces afterwards. Three mad faces, folks. They He's look not like embarrassed, out. sad faces, almost. I thought they just looked like mad natives, but that was just me. <laughs> <laughs> um... Now, this is referring to when he used to use that same move, that small package driver in the Indies, and he called it God's Last Gift. Now, we here at Beef Sticks are pretty sure this is friendly ribbing. Um, Seth Rollins seems like the kind of guy who would easily joke with the likes of Frankie, Kushida, Matt Jackson, all of them. They, they're they're oh, all yeah. good friends. But um, there are there are a lot of uh, websites that are calling this a heated tweet or an online feud. I don't think it is. I take it at face value as a very funny uh, rib and tweet, especially with the problem. Oh, yeah. But what do you think? I mean, what do you think? The problem with tweets is that sarcasm doesn't come through well. I mean, that's one of the biggest problems with texting, tweeting, FB messenger, private messages, all that stuff. That's why we don't blog and we podcast. Exactly. So you can you can't even tell sometimes when we're being sarcastic. Who knows? Sometimes I say things I mean sarcastically, and sometimes I say sarcastic things very serious. <laughs> you know. <sighs> yeah, I don't think this is a, a, a online feud or a heated tweet. It's it is what it is. He said one thing; it was very short, and he got his point across, and he hasn't said anything else. Therefore, I think it's just a passing. Uh, hey, how about that five-star wrestling? That offered Punk that, that money? Yeah. Well, Dan Hinkles, the owner, was a guest on Pancakes and Power Slams show, which I've never heard, but I want to with a name like that, Pancakes and Power Slams. Yeah. That sounds like my kind of show. It would go it would pair nicely with beef sticks. It definitely would. Beef sticks, pancakes, beer, power slams. 
You got yourself a party right there. And it's a show um, cast. He said he's willing to offer Punk more than the initial $1 million, and that he would love to talk to Dana White about ally- allowing Punk to compete for five-star wrestling. Um, I'm standing by with what I said last week. I don't think it's happening. Punk no. isn't going there. He could make a lot more money wrestling than that. He doesn't need it. He doesn't. He doesn't at all. And I know Dan Hinkle said something about that, how he knows WWE could offer them a lot more money, but here he'd be helping a promotion and da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, Punk doesn't give a shit, man. Right. If he wants to help a promotion, he's going to go back to Ring of Honor, like you said last week. Wrestling for five-star wrestling isn't going to get him to headline WrestleMania. I'd see him going to WCPW before he went to them. Yeah, yeah. Or New Japan. I could definitely see him to go to New Japan, somebody who could actually compete with WWE. But before all this came up, I had only heard of Five Star Wrestling a couple times. So, yeah, same here. You're going to offer him a million dollars to fight in this tournament, and then afterwards they're not going to be able to pay him anything because, yeah. It's it's not going to be like he's going to get a million dollars every fight or, or, you know, even every series of fights. Right. Oh, um, well, I hate to report this, but in what is becoming a reoccurring story, Raw's ratings continue in its decline. This past Monday's episode of Raw, which I, uh, I was talking to Pasty earlier and I said I would have been just fine skipping it. I I didn't need to watch it. Uh, it drew a 1.88 rating. Uh, that's down only slightly from the 1.89 and the 1.90 of the previous two weeks. But they had a big main event tag match, which was Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe and Bray Wyatt. Um, that with a, with a match like that, they should be bringing in, they should be moving up slightly, not down slightly. If it wasn't a tag team match, it probably would have did better. I, think I don't we're know. Sick of it. I think we're. Sick I think of it's seeing... just. I think it's raw. I think raw needs to get better storytelling. They need to, they got all the, they got all this. They, you know what raw reminds me of right now is the old TNA. They have all the talent in the world to do it. Right. They just don't know what the fuck to do with them. Yep. Exactly. I definitely see. Yeah. hundred percent. They, they could do so much with, Oh, that's, that's why I dreaded the, the superstar shakeup after it happened. I was like, Oh my God, SmackDown lost everything. And Raw's not doing shit with the people like they should be. And they have so much more than what they need. No. SmackDown's actually and I think it's still hurts. impressing me more. SmackDown's still impressing me more, but I still think the, the superstar shakeup hurt them. I don't think they're oh, doing yeah. as good as they were before. Yeah. So both both teams now, both shows are going down, I feel. And I I, I mean that just that's not that that's not what they wanted with the shakeup. I, mean, I know that. That's not what they wanted. But that's what they're getting. Uh, the May average so far, and that's with only one Raw left to air this May, is a 1.92, which is well below the monthly average of this year. Um, starting with January and then uh, ending in April, the ratings were 2.21, 2.18, 2.21, 2.32. So they're kind of staying stagnant, but... 
the last two months have just been on a on a de- not a steep decline, but they've been on a decline, and and these numbers from January to April are are low numbers for the last five ten years. I mean these these are numbers that we haven't seen for a long time. Yeah, but um, I think you know the more time passes, the the less ratings matter because people aren't watching it on TV. You know what I mean? That that's kind of true. And I mean that is true what you're saying. People aren't watching it on TV as much. Ratings don't take into but account the people that watch Hulu. But yeah, but their their Hulu views, their YouTube channel, every their um, network uh, views are all taking a dive at the same time. So you can't really say that it it doesn't matter. And let's be honest, they're not making a lot of money off of the network. They're not making probably much money at all off of Hulu. Um, what they're making money off of is the gate at their, you know, at live gate mm. and, and what they get from USA network. The last time they renegotiated with new USA network, they thought they were going to get uh, a big bump and they actually ended up losing money. And I don't know um, when their, their, their contracts up with USA network again, but if the ratings even stay at this, they're going to lose even more money yet. So and 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 they're going to lose their they're going to lose advertisers if ratings stay like this. So I think it does hurt them a lot. I think the ratings still mean a, a big deal. Honestly, I guess, but they not as the much as they did play during the TV Monday Night Wars. They don't have to play the TV game. They have the network. They could pull themselves off TV and run on the network, and all of their fans would follow them. That's true, but like I said, they're not, not going to make money off of that. Cable TV would see a huge difference, too, and they'd probably learn a lesson. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. people I, would, I would stop you know, buying cable. All the wrestling fans, or at least the WWE fans, would stop buying cable and just purchase a, a the good network. chunk of them. A, a, a chunk of them. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't believe all WWE fans would give up cable just for their one, just for two shows. But, yes, they you would see a decrease. USA would notice because they're still – some of the highest rated programming in USA Network. Yeah. Um, There's still some of the highest rated uh, shows in cable in general. What else does anybody else watch? Or what else does anybody watch on USA? Like reruns of Law and Order. That's, that ain't shit. Right, right. Ice, ice tea, baby. Yeah. Ice tea, baby. He comes from a planet far away to redeem himself. Yes. Made of ice. The planet. Planet, planet Elementron, Elementrion, Elementrion, yep, Elementrion. <laughs> oh, should we talk about um this this new the, the women's um tournament that I that, that we've been talking about for a few weeks? It's got a name now. <clears throat> um, it's going to be the May Young Classic, Ooh. which which I dig that I dig that. So it's like definitely. the Dusty. It's like the Dusty Classic. Right, except this means something. Um, <laughs> I, I it actually, um, they've done a lot with AOP that won the Dusty Classic this last time, and I didn't see much happening with that. So, um, oh, and hell, shout out to, to AOP and DIY <laughs> for that match. Oh yeah, my God, when uh, when Mister Wrestling took that damn ladder shot in the face, holy shit! Like, at first I thought, damn, they just angled that just right so it looked like he just slobbered him with it. But then they showed it from a different angle, and it's like, no, 
I I think uh, I think <laughs> no, Johnny Gargano got fucking impaled in the face. Yeah, <laughs> dude. No, that that NXT takeover was was back on track with what NXT takeover should be. Yeah, yeah, that brought us back. Man, how it? about how about my boy Pete Dunn, man? The match, the match of the weekend, hands down, no questions asked. Oh yeah, oh my god, so good. And then the the UK, the, the network got so much work from me this week. I didn't, I didn't realize the UK, the UK special was up, so I watched that after I watched NXT. So I kind of ruined Did it, you? but I mean, it was it was still really good. It was entertaining. I, I have, um, Watch it. I'm glad you did though. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I've been I've been staying on top of shit, trying to. It's it's difficult. There's not enough hours in the day, man. They need an extra day just for watching wrestling. Right. Re- and res- I, wrestling. And I have a real job now. I mean, who the fuck does wrestling. that? I don't know. Some jackass. I still just groom dogs, but fuck it. It pays me money. <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> but I, uh, I'm Ooh. getting back to something that you just is... got big. I know, right? Oh, <laughs> getting a chubby from May Young in, in that hand. <laughs> she always lights my fire. Um, <laughs> this is something that's definitely going to uh, uh, get me checking out the network a little more. Um, the May Young Classic. WWE announced that Jim Ross will be one of the commentators for this. Yes. Um, I'm so glad he's on this UK show. Um, he did great on NXT. <sighs> He does great on Axis when uh, when he was on Axis. Um, Jim really Ross good job on the on the UK special. You should watch it. Um, I, I will say though, I, I'm not even gonna lie. I think Nigel uh, kind of showed Jim Ross up at least on NXT. Um, I thought Nigel was the man on the NXT show. I don't know how he sounded on uh, not not that Jim Ross did bad. No, not at all. I just think Nigel uh-huh. did so good. Well, I mean, Nigel knows exactly what he's talking about with that product. He does. Jim Ross um, is from Texas. That's not the same thing. Jim Ross is not. He's from Oklahoma. He is not. He's from Oklahoma. I corrected oh, man, myself. He would whoop your ass. Aren't you so glad? <laughs> every sooner, every sooner listener we have just turned us off right now. <laughs> good thing our good thing the most of our listeners are in Georgia, right? HL <laughs> baby. No, I'm sorry, anyway. guys. Don't mind me. Uh, so, so Jim Ross <laughs> is officially commentators. Although Dave Meltzer again, and you know, I mean, he's about he's at least fifty fifty on most of his stuff. But this this seems pretty pretty obvious and, and spot on. He noted noted in the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer newsletter that fellow Hall of Famer Alita is rumored to be calling the tournament with him, as well as one more female yet to be chosen. And that that seems probably right, knowing WWE's hard on for three person announced teams. And um, if you're gonna have a three person team for the May Young Classic, it should be two women and a, and a man, if not three women. I'm okay with three women, but how about I don't, a hologram Jay, of May Young? Do yeah, you have May Young and Muda. There you go. But how about the hand? How about that hand joins them? Mark Henry and May Young's <laughs> hand. That could be on the announcement. Oh, no. That should be the whole announcement. He's the special um, deaf. No, he's the special deaf interpreter. He does the sign language. (laughs) The hand does the sign language. He's the special deaf interpreter for the special. God. 
That is awesome. This shit writes itself, folks. I, what do you need us here for? You already you already thought of that. Come on, you already thought of that. Um, <laughs> so do you think it's the same hand as the thing from uh, Adam Sandler? Adam Sandler. It's just yeah. thing, not the thing. You the thing. I mean. The thing was the horror movie. <laughs> um, I, I think I think it's a relative. Thing must be in like a Mark Henry's family, like generations. <laughs> Thing owned the slaves. Gotta. <laughs> um, so, besides just the announcers, PW Insider is reporting that the current plan is for the tournament this summer to have a very strong female presence in all aspects. The report continues on by saying that there has been talk of using female referees for the tournament, which to me just makes sense. Yeah. Uh, we know a few weeks back that independent wrestler Kennedy Brink was signed on to work as a referee for WWE. More than likely, Brink will call at least some of the matches. There's been no official word yet on if there's going to be another female referee brought in. I would assume so, with so many talented women out there right now. Uh, bring them in to work a referee spot, put them down in NXT, sign them. There you go. Uh, but finally, WWE has confirmed that the tournament will tape on July 13th and July 14th, but they have not yet announced an official air date. The plan as of now is to release three or four episodes at a time instead of just one new episode each week like they did with the Cruiserweight and as opposed to just the two-day um, uh, uh, you know, where they shoved everything into two days that they did the UK tournament. Sounds like they're going to spread it out a little more by giving you more episodes than the UK tournament, but more chances to binge it if you want to than the 205 Live, which I think is probably the best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, I liked the way 205 Live did it, but that's because I can't binge anything. So the UK tournament, I watched like one one day and one the next day, and that was okay, but it's nice to spread it out. And, And you can do a longer tournament and have more contestants in that way. Well, I mean, if it, if it says anything from the other tournaments, I mean, we had the cruiserweight tournament, we got a cruiserweight show. We had the UK tournament, we're gonna get a UK show. We're gonna have a women's show here pretty soon, and I'm alright with that. Yeah, that's what the women need. Then we won't have so many six women matches, tag team, and and just it's ridiculous. Well, that's that's <laughs> still all they'll have on SmackDown and Raw. Oh well, yeah, well yeah. I mean, yeah. look at look at two hundred five live on Raw. I mean, they basically <laughs> go out of their way to tell you this match is not part. Right. Yeah, they change about- everything about the show. I'm surprised they don't yep, change. The announcers the constantly oh. remind you that it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's yeah it's it's it bothers me. Um, but there will be a live network special with the tournament fin- finals. On Tuesday, August 29th. So they will have, the final will be live. There's not going to be any spoilers on who wins it, folks. Well, there will be after the 29th. <laughs> but after the, before the 29th, nobody will know. I'm really looking forward to this. There's so many talented women. It's good stuff. We're going to get a lot more women in, in, the, in, in the WWE product, and they need that. They're going to be able to get the spotlight they deserve, and that's great. Um... Once again, I'm going to feel like they're they're really segregating, but I mean it is what it is and the WWE is they're they're doing what they want to do and they're doing what they feel they need to do 
And I think it's definitely going to be bringing more attention to the product at the very least. Right. But I No, I mean I feel like cuz you're just having more people hired to your or signed to your product and you know the more people they get the more watered down it seems to get but who knows it just seems that um it just seems that WWE is we we've well we've seen especially in Raw but Raw and SmackDown they're not going to go out of their way to to be different and have um have a variety of people uh, a variety of of races a variety of sex they they they're not going to do that on their main shows it's sad but it seems to be the truth um they're not going to have diversity that was the word i was trying to think of and nobody was helping me <laughs> they're not going to have diversity in their shows i mean yes you could say jinder mahal just became wwe champion all right good for him yay and that's because of the new uh, contracts that they have with India. So even that isn't WWE trying to have diversity. It's them just trying right. to make money. Yeah, just appeasing the people. So yeah. if you want people to get into the WWE and make this payday, I guess this is the best chance for them to put on these different tournaments to create these different shows. Like you said, it, it does. It singles them out. But what else do you do? Yeah, I mean, it's good, and we're still going to have more. I know they want to do a Central America. They want to do something in Japan. And so, you know, they're they're staking their claim. I'm sure we're going to have something in India, too. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, they're doing something with them right now as far as the network and everything, but yeah. I mean, it's cool for them to reach their global global reach but i mean if none of these shows are broadcast on tv i i feel like it's never gonna they're never gonna be at the same spot that like people on raw and smackdown are it's like nxt's across the world right and i guess and then they'll just filter people in but i think that means a lot more people won't make it off of that level ever Yeah, you know it's it's a it's a it's a fine line to tread, I think. I I don't know, but it you know I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to see what they do with this. I'm looking forward to the women's tournament. Um, Kyrie Hojo, we all know that she was recently signed. Um, she's an amazing talent. She's definitely going on there. I can't wait oh, yeah. to see what happens with her. Um, I, it, it's going to be good. I, I'm will. I'm, I'm looking forward, just as I did with 205 Live, and a, a little less with the UK tournament because I didn't know as many UK folks. But I'm looking forward to see the names that that I know and love from the indies that that show up. And I'm also looking forward to seeing these names that I I hadn't heard of or I barely heard and haven't really seen anything. You think we'll see the return of Blue Pants? Leva Bates? (laughs) Leva Bates. I love me some Leva Bates. You know what? Maybe that's what she needs. They they really did nothing with her in NXT. They got rid of her pretty quickly. Leva Bates is extremely talented. How great would that be if she won the tournament? That'd be excellent and terrible writing. 
<laughs> right? Uh, just a couple more news segments here, and they both involve television shows. The first one, Lucha Underground is returning. Yes, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Uh, Johnny Mundo is going to be defending the Lucha Underground Championship against the Mac in an all-night long match. No, I'd whoop his fucking ass, baby. I would not. (laughs) Johnny Mundo would fucking kick me in a second. Could you imagine? I mean, look at the man. His cardio is amazing. All he'd have to do is literally walk from corner to corner and have me chase him, and I would pass out, (laughs) fall down, and he'd pin me. Um, (laughs) I mean, that'd be it. They don't call me Fat Mac for nothing, baby. Right. Take a whole three minutes. Probably. Uh... (laughs) No, but we're going to be having that. Um, It comes back. Wednesday, May 31st, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. And yes, folks, only on the El Rey Network. Looking forward to that coming back. You know, with, with this and with the um, the Netflix carrying Lucha Underground now, I really hope they can keep going. I know, I know it's a very expensive show, and I know it doesn't make the best ratings, but man, if they can just hold on to it for quite a while, and uh, maybe we can, or, or you know, maybe they, just go to being a Netflix exclusive, even it could benefit them. And I could see Netflix to pick it up. Netflix probably could a lot of stuff. It actually probably <laughs> could them. And people do really well. The Netflix originals do really well. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, actually, talking about that, I'll get on to another show after this. That's uh. NWR, if you will, not wrestling related. But the last show I want to talk about news, uh, wrestling, ABC's The Bachelorette. Yes, folks, we here at Beef Sticks are talking about ABC's The Bachelorette. You never thought you would see the day, did you? But here it is. The next season of The Bachelorette is shaping up to have some strong competition. One of the contestants of this show will be the former two-time TNA X Division champ, former Las Vegas stripper, former Ring of Honor tag team champ with Red Titus, an all-night express, and current Ring of Honor talent, Kenny King. Yes, this is according to a bio page on ABC.com with photographic evidence that is up on our Beef Sticks podcast page, folks. Kenny King on The Bachelorette. Um, this is the second appearance of a pro wrestler on a reality show that I'm uh, aware of. If you don't count um, um, David Otunga on I Love New York because he wasn't a pro wrestler yet at that time. Um, the first that I can think of was... Oh, um... Why am I drawing a blank on his name? The Jersey Shore guy. Robbie E. Robbie yeah, E. was yeah. on um, the the Great American Race, or what did they call that? The Great... What did they call that's that? It. The Great American Race? I think that's it. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, uh, a few years back. And Kenny King's on The Bachelorette. Man, that, that, that's some competition for some folks. King is quite a good-looking fella himself. And as I mentioned, a former Las Vegas stripper. He's got the moves. 
Yeah. He could win. And then he could be like the next Miz. Right. <laughs> I don't know that this helps pro wrestling's image at all, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited for it. I won't watch it. But I'll I'll somewhat pay attention to see what's happening with him. You know, I'll I'll read little blurbs and stuff. Um, so you're talking about the next Netflix exclusive shows, which makes me think of the Marvel shows on Netflix, which makes me think of the DC show on Fox, Gotham. I'm yes. I'm finally I think I'm I'm I've got the of the new episodes, I'm what, four episodes in maybe? Three episodes in yes. now? How good. Oh I'm loving the Riddler. The Riddler's great. Um. He, yeah, he he's really. I'm really loving him. They got he's Firefly them, and Doctor Freeze. Do so well. Right. I like the, how they're creating their own stable with 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 uh, Firefly and Doctor Freeze and and that. Um, I'm really liking that. This this yeah. this is looking to be a good stable. Oh yeah, the Court of Owls. Uh, the the training that that Bruce is going through right now. Man, you you said. He wouldn't be Batman for how long? And he's 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 almost there, man. He's almost there. I was surprised at how yeah, all of a sudden now they're 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 like there's something within you that you have to unleash. And I'm and like, Oh saw, shit. You saw what happened with Selena. Um, I don't think I have yet. Um yeah, the last one I the last one I watched, Selena, was um uh um the the fake Bruce just revealed himself to her. Yeah, but I mean, she already got she already got pushed off the roof and then surrounded oh. by cats. That's all yep, I'm yep, saying. Yep, yep. Awesome, man. They they do this show so well. It's coming you, together. You have yeah, to watch the newest it, one. Oh my! It God. went from being a, a strict crime procedural to now it's finally becoming an actual superhero type show. It's mm-hmm. it's under layers of it. It's not completely there, but it's, it's getting there. there. Yeah, and that's what I like, and I really like that they, you know, even the villains have, like, a very strong story for every character. And you oh, can, they do? You can relate to all of them, and, like, I don't know, Penguin and I, is still my favorite character in the entire I was show. just gonna say, I love Penguin, and I literally feel bad for him. Like, I, I always feel bad for him. I'm like, ah, the guy just wants to be loved. <laughs> it's all he wants. Right? I'm excited to see uh, the showdown between Riddler and Penguin. It's gonna be epic. So good. Man, just I'm hoping they you... save it for the finale. Wait till you watch the newest episode. Man, it's... <laughs> like fun. I said, I'm still a few episodes out, I believe. I think I only got three or four episodes into the newest episodes. Yeah. Well, there, what is there, five? Hulu only carries five. So Is it? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Well, I'm at least three, and I know. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. Beef Sticks listeners, if you haven't yet, check out Gotham. It's well Boy, worth your it time. It always gets better. Like, it never stops getting better. And it, it, at least once per episode, I, like, jump out of my seat and scream, like, yes! Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's sad and oh, yeah. pathetic I, of me. As a Batman so fan, I mark out <laughs> yeah, I definitely have markout moments where it's like, oh, shoot. And I like how they, although the, the one thing I still, I still can't like, um, I don't want to say I can't accept, but I still, it's still weird to me. It doesn't sink into me is uh, Barbara Gordon being this evil person. Like, um, like, you know, I, I hadn't still think she's going to end up as Harley Quinn. She's going to end up as Harley Quinn. Well, I can almost you know, guarantee I it. I've watched it for months and then I'm watching these episodes and then he says something about, um, 
So I don't remember what it is, but Gordon's talking with the dad from Grounded for Life. I always forget his name. Bullock? Bullock. Yep. Bullock? Yep, Harvey Bullock. I'm saying all. Harvey Bullock. All I'm just like a parent. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Harvey Bullock. Thank you. Um, He's talking to Bullock, and they say something about Barbara. And, like, in my head, I still think of a of a of a face I, I think of a good person i think of a good girl mm-hmm. and then i'm here watching it and then it goes back to her and i'm like oh yeah 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 that's barbara the evil woman like my mind still doesn't grasp that she's this this cold-hearted evil bitch like she's still batgirl in my head you know but right yeah yeah no she she did she made a huge turn in the show went from being gordon's lover to being what she's she's like the leader of all crime in Gotham right now. She's one of the heads, yeah. It's yep. her. It's her. It's Riddler and it's Penguin right now. Mm-hmm. Well, Penguin's not. Penguin's trying to get his his empire back up. And yeah. Rid, Riddler and and Barbara are working together. Yeah, but goddamn, yeah, what a good well, show! Well, he, he already he already turned on her for the one I seen. Yeah. What a fucking good show, though. I mean, oh, yeah. holy Amazing. shit. Amazing. Amazing show. Go out and watch it. I hope it's, I hope it's on acting. the air forever. God, it's such good acting. It's basically every week I make sure I watch wrestling and Gotham. And it's usually Gotham first. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do it. We need to do like a short Gotham podcast. <laughs> there we go. I could. I could go on about Gotham. And like comparing it to the rest of the Batman universes and like where things line right. up and where things don't line up. But it, the fact that it doesn't line up perfectly, it's just, you know, that's, that's the way it's supposed to be. You know, I actually wanted well, to oh, touch yeah. on this. I wanted to touch on this because superheroes and a lot of people don't really see this, but superheroes is just modern day mythology. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And, and oh, mythology yeah. is built on stories being told and being told differently and being told differently over and over again and passed down. And like, that's exactly what this is. It's just, it's just a retelling. And it's in my eyes, this is the best retelling of Batman ever. Well, and to be fair, wrestling is basically just mythology and, or superheroes just put in a ring. Right. You know, just ask hurricane Helms. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, so we could get back under wrestling, I suppose. It wouldn't hurt. Um, let, Do you want to touch on uh, uh, Backlash? Yeah, we can talk about Backlash. There was, it was, we it was a Backlash. It was a very decent pay-per-view. It I was. Um, all the matches okay, got was, like an yeah, appropriate amount of time. <laughs> and fuck you, gender one, and I'm happy. I'm I'm not I I'm I want to wait and see what happens with him. I said that we said that going into it he hadn't sold me yet and uh he didn't sell me on SmackDown yet either. He's not he needs to prove to us that he deserves this spot and he's not doing that. Yeah. He he needs to prove it. Um you know again it was a smart move for WWE business wise. And I'm I'm not even gonna lie, Randy. It'll Orton get really good when Rusev comes back because Rusev is supposed to be going to SmackDown, and that's when shit's gonna hit the fan. 
Because they were bumping heads on Raw. You know what I mean? Rusev could definitely end up being a, a good... He could be a title contender. He could be a title winner. And this would make Rusev um, the face, too. You know? I, I don't see that happening. I see Cena taking it from him. Cena's the all-American good boy. And Cena's supposed to be coming back here in a few months. And, and Ginger's the evil oppressor from across the, the pond. So, right. Oh, my God. I forgot um, to say, too. In addition to, you know, watching the UK special and NXT and the pay-per-view and Raw and SmackDown and, and the, the Finn Balor 24 special, <laughs> I also watched The Rock on Saturday Night Live, his fifth time hosting the show. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. Um, I thought about it and then I, then it, then I forgot all about it. Yeah. I How was that? It, right? it was good. It was funny stuff. I liked it a lot. He said I liked he's his running... last one. He said he's running for president with Tom Hanks as his vice president. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's just making that whole presidential bid sound more and more like a joke. <laughs> yeah, but the more he jokes about it, like, he comes back right after with a very serious, like, punch to it. Like, like yeah, but Hogan, Hogan literally stepped away from wrestling to, to run for president, and he never did. Let's be honest. Rock's no Hogan. Hogan would have been a way better president than The Rock. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do. I think I think Hogan knows the the political game, and, and I mean that <laughs> he's in, the way he's I been said in it. Trouble game. Yeah. I think he knows the political game better. So yes. Uh-oh. Uh, what are you breaking stuff over there? Yeah, I am. No, I'm not. <laughs> so back to backlash. Um backlash, yes. So I'm just had, really good um, at sidetracking the show the, um, and I apologize. We had the uh pre-show which was what Ty Dillinger and Aiden English? Yep. I didn't watch that. It was How not was that? a bad match. It was it was okay. It was a pre-show match. There you go. Aiden English actually looked pretty good uh, for for a portion of the match. It wasn't wasn't spectacular, but it definitely deserved to be on the pre-show. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah. Um. Uh, what did we have? We had uh, Luke Harper versus Eric Rowan, which was uh, must have got put in somewhat at the last minute. We didn't have that on our last podcast. And it was the second to the last match on the pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, it, 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 again, it existed. I don't think it was great. No. But I think they're trying the cr- to build into a bigger storyline. And, of course, you know, Harper and, and Rowan are always going to be tied together. doesn't matter what you fucking do. I, I'm okay because they haven't had a real feud. You know what right. I mean? Right, yeah. So I, I'm kind of looking forward to them having an actual feud with a build-up and a, a definite winner-loser. I like that. Um I, I honestly expected, with all they've been doing with Rowan, I expected Rowan to win this one, and Harper pulled it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's weird. I don't think they're ever going to give Rowan the push that he needs to have. Uh, he's not going to be the one that's taken seriously. Luke Harper 
will always be the one who's taken seriously. He's just he's got the look. Uh, he should be. He's he's more talented. Way yeah. more talented. Yeah. Uh, the I like that they're trying with Rowan. I give yeah, no, him credit. The Rowan character. I think I and think the, the Rowan character just comes now. off as slightly autistic. But yeah, yeah. On the pre-show, he was I, coming out and like bringing different masks to the table and changing oh, I, his mask. I love it. And, and then like he uh he uh what do you what do you like uh maybe Undertaker earned up when he got that mask. I mean yep. it was right before he lost to Harper, so I, <laughs> I don't know what that bodes for it. But yeah, he kind of did that that whole Undertaker earn mask thing. I I don't know. Um, again, it was a match. Um, it's okay for this being like their first pay per view match. Okay, that's fine. Um, let's move on to something a little bigger, and then let's let's finish with something huge. Right. And who knows, with with Harper being a, uh, no, with Rowan being a, a, a Wyatt family member, maybe, like, they're going to push it where, like, something snaps in him and he, like, goes berserk and becomes the top guy. You know what I mean? They could very well do that on SmackDown easily. Right. Uh, what was the next match? Or what was, well, what was the first match? Um, I, don't, I don't have anything in order. Or do we just want to talk <laughs> about them? Hang on a second. Let me bring it up. Just keep talking for a mo. Because I don't have nothing in order. It doesn't have to be in order. Let's hey, let's talk about Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin. Yes. Um, I honestly, I honestly thought Corbin was gonna win this one. The way they've been yeah. pushing him. Oh yeah, and the, I the was way surprised that Sammy's Zayn a, win. Yeah, Sammy's been an, a glorified jobber kind of. It's 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 good yeah, to see. Yeah, this but is I mean, good. We all knew as soon as Zayn hit SmackDown, he was going to be a top guy. It's it's the show for underdogs. <laughs> it is. It is. It, um, it, it wasn't a great match. It was probably one of Zayn's worst matches and not even Corbin's best match. Yeah, no, no. Which, um, that's surprising. You put him in there with a guy like Zayn, they should be able, I mean, Zayn should be able to make anybody look like a million bucks. So I was disappointed in how the match turned out. I but, don't think again, Corbin was done, ready to be done playing with Dean Ambrose yet. I think I they think still we, had a lot more they could have done, uh, as long as it didn't involve forklifts or heavy machinery. Yeah, I don't know. I was done with them too, but that's that's me personally. I don't like the fact that I don't know that Corbin's losing to Sami Zayn. It doesn't bode well for where I wanted to see Corbin going. You know what? You know what would help both his uh, his previous feud with uh, Ambrose and his current feud with Zayn is if they do that damn "I hate the indie darlings" gimmick. Like we were talking about. Yeah. Bring that back. That's what he needs to do. That would help at least get a little passion from somebody. Um, Baron Corbin on this week's SmackDown was just so cookie cutter, uh, reading off a script, uh, boring. Yeah. Yeah, it was really bad. God, he didn't help himself. God, nope. he didn't help himself. No, he's been he's been kind of off lately. That's That's definitely for sure. Yeah, you got you got a lineup for us to go off of, or are we just gonna spit fire here? We have a lineup. All I right. Just didn't click on it yet because I'm not paying attention. <laughs> to so we did the okay. So we did the the pre-show. We did Ty and Aiden, which I didn't see, and you said was about a kickoff show match, which is what you want. Yeah. Don't want them to steal the show off on the kickoff. But that's not good for business. Yep. Who did the show open with? And this is this is bad. The face of the pay-per-view, Shinsuke Nakamura versus... Oh, yeah! Was the first match of the night. 
Speaking of bad, this um, wasn't a bad match by no means, but damn. For it being Shinsuke's first match, they sure underwhelmed everybody. Yeah. Um, if you were not a fan of Nakamura before this and you were kind of wondering what he was about, you did not walk away from this pay-per-view excited to see him again. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. It, it definitely left a lot to be... And maybe maybe it's because he's he's Japanese and WWE's never pushed Japanese guys like that before, you know. Yeah. And that makes yeah. me sad. It makes me sad because I was really hoping we'd see something different. And yeah, no, they they won't call him the King of Strong Style. He's been called the artist. He's been called the rock star, but they won't call him the King. Yeah, I know. He's changing a lot of gimmicks pretty quickly. He went from the king of strong style to the artist to the rock star to just let him fucking be Shinsuke. Right. Just let him be Shinsuke. It doesn't matter what he is. He's an excellent wrestler. And and then they yeah. make him talk on SmackDown. He doesn't need to talk. He needs a mouthpiece, and I'm not talking about his... Uh, <laughs> yeah. his um, he should take his, that his mouthpiece mouth out. Guard. He's trying yeah. to talk. The mouth guard should go and a mouthpiece <laughs> should be put in his place. Um, and hey, and, and, and Duff did, did something that, that I'm, I'm always against. So Dolph, the, uh, the heel, comes out against a foreigner, who is the face, don't get me wrong, but with, uh, with American tights, with the red, white, and blue tights. Um, that's, that's what a face is supposed to do, man. That's not a heel move. That's a face move. He shouldn't be doing that. That's what a face does when he's facing a, a, a foreign threat. As he comes out in the red, white, and blue, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, ho! Ho's! You know, um, you know, the Patriot and all, Mr. America. You know all that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, w- I was underwhelmed with the match. It, it was a good match. If you go back, watch it on your own. Don't think of it as Shinsuke's in-ring debut. It's right. a solid match. But those two guys, we know can do they a lot better. Yeah, they could have brought a lot more to the table. And maybe it was because they were put first. I mean, maybe they both were upset about that and didn't want to put it all out. Yeah, but you like think that. if they were first, they should go out, there and go out there and plan to steal the show right off the bat. Like, yeah. their job should be go out there and make everybody else look shitty. Well, do I really it. think, I like think these said, two are the going to steal the show at Money in the Bank. Yeah. But I definitely think these two are going to, they're going to make up for it at Money in the Bank. I hope so. What did we have next? Up next, the Usos versus Brizongo. And man, did my boy Fandango look good. Was this not the sleeper match of the night? Holy shit. Um, first of all, I got to bring up, it really, really, really looks like WWE is sticking it to Kenny Omega for not coming to them. Uh, for for citing them by having Tyler Breeze come out as a cleaner, <clears throat> right? Slash janitor. Uh, maybe I'm reading more into this than what there is. I and I might be, but that was the first thing I thought was, man, that's the cleaner gimmick. Only not. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but that's fucking awesome. No, that's, that's, that's the first thing awesome. I thought. Um, but I loved it. Some people, some people this isn't for, and some people it is. I am a Final Deletion fan and shit, and, um, you know, this is right up my alley. This could go st- the wrong way 
so easily. But I think they did it enough. I think having Tyler Breeze doing the characters, but having Fandango being the straight man, if you will, you know, I think maybe that is what helped it. But man, when he came out there and he stuck to his gimmick, he stuck to his gimmick. He was mopping the floor. He was tripping him with the mop, all of that stuff. I just, I loved it. He came out with a condom on his head for God's sake. And to me, he got it over. I also think it helped keep the Usos as a heel. I think it helped the Usos stay heel because I think the fashion police Febreze, if you will, as I like to call him, got over so well. And then when he came out, he tagged Fandango. Fandango was in there and Fandango held his own with the Usos. Yes. But then he, ta- he, he tags uh, Breeze back in and he's a grandma. And then we get the chance of let's go grandma. And I was like, oh, this is my shit. <laughs> I was loving it. I was loving every second of it. Um, I still, I, the whole time, I, I still didn't think they were going to win. And they, they they probably shouldn't have. That's not how you win a match. You shouldn't win. Yeah. You, you shouldn't win it like that. Not for the championship. I could see them winning no. a non-title like yeah. that. Yeah. Not the championship. But I loved every <laughs> second of it. And this I think is probably they will. The most... I think they will take it at Money in the Bank. Well, they man, they just lost to him again now on on Monday. Do you think? Yeah, they're but goddamn, that was a good match too. You think they're going to get a match at Money in the Bank? I think so. I think they're going to keep it going. They have according, to. According to your starts... logic, they shouldn't. I'm going to use your own logic against you. Okay, but my logic and what WWE does is two very different things. <laughs> that is true. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just putting my out logic the fact is in a perfect they lost world. On the pay per view, they lost on Raw. I want them. Although to win. they won their singles matches. Yeah, or on SmackDown, I should say, not on Raw. I'm sorry. They won their singles matches, but the tag team match they did lose. Um, you know what? I, and you know what? I, I, with all the shitty Extreme Rules matches that they got. I'm okay with them having a fucking costume match or something. Everybody has to come in as, in character, the Usos included. One of them can dress up as their old Uso with the grass skirts and face paint. One of them can dress up as Rikishi. I don't care. They should <laughs> do a brown panties match. Right? Yeah, yeah. Let them do a brown <laughs> panties match. It's about time the guys get stuck with that one. The last one I seen was uh, a hardcore match between Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe. You remember that? <laughs> No, maybe that was. Oh man, that was Attitude Wait, Era. It was, yeah, was that yeah. for the hardcore title? That was for the hardcore title, maybe. Yeah, Vince McMahon made them do it. He did a. Uh, it was a. What did he call it? He didn't call it a brown panties match, but that's what it was. They had to. They had to strip each other down to win. Gerald Briscoe versus Pat Patterson. PP Pat Patterson. PP. As uh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? Do something fun with them. Do something created with them. I, I'm okay with that. It it made me interested in this match, and I wasn't really that interested in this match. So, hey, they they get my uh, uh, adulation for that. Yeah, no. And, and, yeah, as long as Brizongo looked good, that's all that really mattered. They don't have to win the championship. Um, I won't expect so Breeze it. Breeze looked the best they did now that, as they had for a long time. Yeah. Did you ever go back and watch any uh, Fandango matches? Your you know what? I week? I know that was my uh, that was my 
my homework to do. And I was even, I was, I was re-listening to our show just to get what our, our picks works. I couldn't even remember what our picks were for the pay-per-view. And I heard I was supposed to do that and I, I didn't do it. (laughs) It's okay. Cause you noted how well he looked now. I'm telling you, I mean, he looks better now than he ever has, but he's always been good. It's just, people never look past that gimmick. What was next on the old PPV? The old PP me. PP Pat Patterson. PP. Pat Pat Patterson view. What was next on the Pat Patterson view? Sami Zayn versus Baron Corbin. Been there, done that. Yeah, yeah. The welcoming committee versus I don't care about this match. Charlotte Flair back. Um, yeah, this. Other than, um, A, like. I mean, I was surprised that the heels won. You and I both thought the faces were going to win this one. Um, I was also surprised that they won with a uh, submission. That was kind of surprising. I like that the old big hog, James Ellsworth, is talking like everybody's making goo-goo eyes at him. That's that's comical as hell. And now, now, on, now on SmackDown, he's even doing it to his own teammates. <laughs> I'm just done with Ellsworth. He just needs to go. They're just stuck I in this position. Him. We brought it up before. We're stuck in this position. They signed him to a year-long contract because he had a, a big thing going for two days. They they turned it's him heel for no reason fighting. too soon. It's their fault he's not fighting. He shouldn't fight. It'd be he even should. worse. He should As be a heel? on 205 no, Live. Not the heel. No, no. I want to see say- Ellsworth versus Gallagher. There are so many talented people on 205 Live, we do not need James Ellsworth on there to just fucking pollute the waters. Why can't there be a comical relief character? There are comical relief characters on that show. He doesn't need to be one of them. Sure he does. No. What else do we got? Nobody cares about that match. I want a women's revolution. (laughs) I want matches that we fucking care about. How's that, WWE? Talking Women's type of revolution. May Young well, Classic. You know. Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles. Uh, championship. Another match I was underwhelmed with. Good it match. Was, it was good. a good match. Yeah, the ending very was bad. But it, it builds I, for future rivalry. I'm going to disagree. The ending was my favorite part of the match. I thought that was so beautifully done, especially for storyline purposes. I was questioning um, what that cover on the ch- on the table was the whole time, though. Like, yeah, I you knew, see that you knew something was going to happen. There. Yeah, there was a false, <laughs> a false floor there, a false door, whatever you want to call it. Another thing I would like to just point out while we're here and talking about things that are pointed out that are, are obvious to, to things. Uh, on SmackDown, I'm sorry about always sidetracking, but on SmackDown, <laughs> Shane McMahon uh, said, cut that out, cut that out. I'm talking to the, the production truck as if there's an actual production truck out in the lot like there used to be in the old days. And then later... Right. We have wrestlers fighting up right by the tables where all the production gear is. Well, hey, what about the fucking referee having to go <laughs> over to a to a fucking microphone and talk to the backstage when he obviously has an earpiece in his fucking ear? <laughs> he had to go off to the announcer's booth and grab some shit and start talking into it. And it's like, dude, you have an earpiece in your fucking ear. Just click the button because we see that battery pack that's on your fucking uh, right, belt. Right. It has a button for you to talk to him on. Click that button and just talk to him there, you dumbass. Yeah. I just, oh, no, no. Those are this, those are 
this episode of SmackDown, I think they they showed this side or the the camera side of the arena a little bit more than they usually do. It was the first time I ever realized that all their production equipment was like right there behind where the the first section of crowd is. At first, I was like, "What is that? Is that is that the announcers from around the world?" But they only do that for pay per view. <laughs> so what is this? And then yeah, sure shit. All the all the computer screens have like all the camera angles and and sound producing stuff. You can tell that's where they put on the music. Like, wow. right. So I thought, I thought like talking the music about, uh, guy was in gorilla position always. That's that's kind of where where I thought. Yeah. Since we're talking about obvious shit that happened that bothered me, you know what the fuck bothered me on Raw was that Titus O'Neil can just go out and backstage make a match between two wrestlers that aren't even him. He went out there and, and fucking made a match between Callisto and Apollo Crews during a backstage segment. Who the fuck ever gave Titus O'Neil authority <laughs> to make matches? That's not how things work. Yeah, that was... Okay. Yeah. You can only have a suspend disbelief for so much. You know what? It's one thing when like some big, like the, like the champions or the challenger to the champion calls out somebody and makes, I'm going to have a match with you here tonight. Okay. That's (laughs) one thing. They're, they're big names and they said it in front of everybody. So yeah, maybe we might as well go through with it because the fans want it. We can make up an excuse for why they would still do that match. But when a D-list wrestler like Titus O'Neil is backstage, not even in front of the audience, quote unquote, because they're, they're, you know, they don't know the cameras there, <laughs> and he makes a match between the D-list Apollo Cruz and I'll say C-list Kalisto, um, that shouldn't happen. That shouldn't be a match. It shouldn't exist. It shouldn't have happened. They shouldn't. They shouldn't use production time for something that Titus O'Neil just decided he wanted to do. <laughs> yeah well i mean i don't know do you know anything about um um titus o'neill and and the boss potentially dating um i i guess it wouldn't surprise me horribly but no i haven't heard anything about up, that up up down down i noticed that like he's every time she's on there he's there in the background and like he's very like hands-on with her and her alone like maybe, overly well, hands-on like he's in a very insecure relationship maybe maybe he's dating woods and he thinks that sasha likes <laughs> xavier and he's just trying to protect his his man honey could be could be <laughs> no i i haven't heard anything about it so i i don't know yeah no they never talked about it anywhere but you see it come through on up up down down and it's weird and awkward and it's weird <laughs> I thought Sasha was dating, uh, am I mixing people up? Oh, isn't Sasha dating an Asian dude or am I, ma- I, ma- I might be mixing up my divas. I don't know. Hang on. I can always be searching things. I thought Sasha was dating. Well, while you search, what match are we on now? Kevin are Owens, we on the... AJ Styles. Oh, Kevin We're Owens, AJ Styles. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was a good match. It was underwhelming for these two. Um, and I know it's just backlash, and um, hopefully they get another singles uh, pay-per-view match coming up here. Obviously, they're they're going to be in the Money in the Bank match, but um, they need a one-on-one match that accentuates both of them. And this wasn't it. 
Sasha Banks uh, got married on April 5th to Kid Mikazi. Sarah Tan. So, is he Asian? Um, so she married the guy. He's Asian, trust me. There's a picture of her in a bikini and a picture of her on stage. Yeah, he's Asian. Told you. Or, yeah, or so Filipino. They're not, something of Filipino's that. Asian, you jackass. You're Asian. I'd like to be more specific so people aren't feeling left out or put into a group like the Orient. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oriental. Um. Oh, no, but okay. AJ Styles, Kevin Owens. How about that fucking uh, spot when um, AJ just, just what do you, like a soup? He basically suplexed Owens onto the damn uh, ring apron like a motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, that thing looked like it goddamn hurt. No, it was, wasn't it? Was it Owens that suplexed uh, Styles? I'm getting my shit mixed up. So I think, because, yeah, because AJ, AJ uh, teased that he was going to do a, uh, a Styles clash yep. onto the ring apron. And then and then uh, Owens turned it into a suplex right onto that. Oh, man. That thing looked like it hurt. Let me tell Owens you what. Took, Owens took some ring apron himself. Uh, Styles ended up, like, doing some kind of a power bomb or something where where Owens landed like his entire spine right on the corner. Maybe it was maybe it was Styles. I'm mixing <laughs> up my damn wrestling. God, you know what? My long-term memory is so amazing and my short-term memory is so fucking awful. <laughs> no, but Kevin... I think Rip Rogers is fucking <laughs> is flip fucking um Magumbo flip over there. Rip Rogers <laughs> Bit Myers. Um, majors. But I did, I did like, um, you know, to rush Limbaugh to defend the finish. I liked that Owens worked over the leg the whole time. So not only was it that 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 AJ just stepped through this false door on the announced desk, and then put um, and the yes, cords over his and yes, foot. We could see, I watched yes, him put the cords on his foot. Him, exactly. <laughs> yes, we could see him put the cords around his foot. But that's okay because you know, it's better. We than really give AJ with, Styles a whole lot of leeway with things. It's better than than having it stay in the hole and just looking like he's a jackass. At least this made it look like his feet were tangled because he tried to get out. He tried so hard and he was tangled. You know, they could have just had his foot in the hole and then he sat there like a dumbass, going ee ee ee, <laughs> flopping like a like a Magikarp. You know, second Pokemon references show yet. How funny would it have been if he would have fell through that hole and then the weight of him falling broke the table? Broke it? Yeah, that would have worked, though, because he could have tangled his legs up. Uh, the other thing that works with it is when he fell, I mean, he crotched himself. Oh, so yeah. So he had yep. a low blow when he fell. So you got you to gotta decide that that's a little bit of a... Um, uh, a, a little bit of a, a of a deterrent for him getting up right away. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, definitely. That would that would definitely make it take a couple minutes to recuperate yourself. Enough to yeah, I gotta say, I I like the ending. It made, I mean, it didn't hurt. It works with guy. Kevin Owens, right? Kevin Owens' character, you know, for him to get and, a, a victory by countdown, and it, it works for their future stories. Exactly. It frees them up to continue this feud. Nothing was settled at this pay-per-view. Owens won, yes, but I don't think anything was settled. So I, I like it, but the match was underwhelming. The match could have been so much better between these two. And I hope in their blow-off, it is. I hope it's, it's amazing. 
What do we got next? Well, next, number five. I'm kidding. Gotta be the main event, isn't it? It has got to be Luke Harper versus Eric Rowan. Which we've okay, we talked, talked about. about that. Yep. And then Orton yeah, so versus Mahal. Main event. Yep. Um, again, underwhelming main event. I I guess it was it was better than I expected from these two. So let me go. Let me retract what I said. It was overwhelming for what I expected. Um, they put out a better match than I thought they were going to do. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't bad. It was good. Um, <coughs> not the best, you know, I, I'd still like to see, uh, gender be able to stand on his own two feet without lackeys. He doesn't need a J and J security. Look at how big the guy is. I Just, think they work for him though. I think, he, I yeah, think his character needs the him character. right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's supposed but to I be agree like an empire. He, sh- yeah. he shouldn't eat him. Um, and I, I, I debated whether I was going to bring this up. It's the elephant in the room, and I'm going to bring it up. And and you know why I'm going to bring it up is because so many people just just rag on the divas for cosmetic shit, and I think it's so stupid. And I hear it more from women than anybody else. I hear women all the time come to me. I heard uh. Um, um, a while back, my son's mother said something about, God, all the women in NXT are so ugly nowadays. I was like, who the fuck's paying attention to what they look like? They're putting on amazing fucking matches. I don't care. They don't need to be Barbie dolls. When the WWE was full of models, every woman's match was shit. Right. Yeah. As long so, as there's good matches. So I'm going to bring this up because it goes to another point also. Ginger Mahal's acne is out of fucking control. It's everywhere. It's all over his body. Um, so now, not only appealing to, to see and very noticeable, but everybody's sitting here talking about how juiced up and jacked up the fucker looks, and everybody knows that acne is a major side effect of steroids. Are we really supposed to fucking believe this guy is not juicing? <laughs> he looked like he took double doses of juice for this pay-per-view as much fucking act. He was acneing out worse than a fucking 15-year-old teenage boy. Like, it was sick. Every picture I see of the match, you can see noticeable acne on him, whether it's his arms, his back, his chest, uh, his neck. Uh, you really don't see any on his face, but, I mean, it's everywhere. Yeah. Let them juice. Let them all juice. Who cares? Well, it's got to be an all or nothing, though. That's just yeah. it. It's got to be an all or nothing. Um, quite, quite, a, quite a while ago. I want to see uh, Lesnar like fully juiced out. Oh God, I would love to see. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? He would look like um. Anybody ever read X Factor from the early '90s Marvel comics? It was an X Men spinoff. Strong guy on there. He'd look like strong guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> either that or Al- Alex well. Louise Armstrong, the strong arm alchemist from Full Metal Alchemist. I'm really putting out my fucking uh, my my geek mode today, man. Yeah, Between the Pokemon, yeah. the comics, and the anime, it's really coming out. <laughs> Your nerd side is truly showing. It is, but that's all right. Um, you know, X Pac quite a while ago on on um on a podcast was really advocating to let. To let wrestlers juice. He said, fucking why not? It makes the sport better, makes it more entertaining. 
Right. Now, we know there's so many health risks about it. But in doing it in minimal dosages, it's not. Now, how do you how do you do that? Do you have a a limit, and then you still have to pee test everybody, or you still got to yeah. make people take tests? No, so, Vince I mean, personally, it hands fair, out no. the monthly dosage of steroids <laughs> you're allowed to use. Yeah, but how how do you prevent them from using more steroids? Um, constant how do you supervision, that? constant <laughs> supervision of guards with cattle prods. <laughs> But, no, I don't think this helps his case. If he's not using steroids, then the motherfucker is just on I'm the willing most to amazing... bet he's on something brand new. I'm willing to bet, you know, it's something that they, they, couldn't, they couldn't call it steroids, you know, yet until they ban it. I'm sure until it's something, some, some <laughs> right. new substance. And that's what Vince should do. That Vince should just find these new things and, and, and submit his lab rats. We know he's breeding them, oh, you know. Hey, if Vince... If Vince isn't doing it, the wrestlers are, okay? They, right. they are finding all these different legal things. But, I mean, this just... It, it didn't look good for... For me as a wrestling fan, if there were non-wrestling fans watching this and seeing this dude come out full of acne with veins literally bulging out, I don't think... I mean, they're going to look at it and they're just going to say this is... The same shit that we've seen in the 80s. I don't want to watch it. And they're going to turn away. This is not how you sell your product to the new generation. I don't think. I could be wrong, but I don't think. You know, I don't know. It depends. I mean, in every sport, athletes are getting bigger. True. Very true. And, and that's due to just... Science in general, nutrition evolves over time. You learn how to do stuff better. You know, somebody once said Michael Jordan playing nowadays would never be as great as he was back then. And that's true. Yeah. But, but Jinder Mahal claims he's not on steroids at all. And he's just been on a very they, strict diet. He never skips a day of his diet. He never skips a day of his workout re regimen. So what is, is he eating tons of chocolate bars? Is that why he's breaking out with acne? Like, <laughs> is it potato chips? Is it all that fatty, greasy foods? Like he's just going to say you're racist. He's just going to say you're racist for it. He is going to say that, but it's, if, if his diet regimen is what he says it is, he shouldn't be consuming anything that's, that's strong or, or known to give you acne. So he's, he's telling, he's telling one story, but his body's telling a completely different story. Mm-hmm. I, I have to point it out, and and you know well, I'm not going to we'll go see on if these farther. Starts growing boobs. I am, and mm -hmm. I don't even have the acne. <laughs> I got a nice set of titties, baby. <laughs> oh man, so Matt, almost two hours have gone by. It's eight o'clock now. Yes, it's oh. eight o'clock. Top of the hour. Top of the hour, 8 o'clock, folks. I do want to uh, put in a little plug here for another local wrestling event. Uh, Minnesota Independent Wrestling is going to be starting their Beers and Body Slams Summer Tour. I am so excited yeah. for that. There's some good shows that are going to be coming up. It's going to be all summer long. Um, they kick off the event with a free show. Free, folks. This is a free show. I told you before, you hit up some of these indie shows, you can find stuff cheap to free. This is a free show, Saturday, June 10th. 
It's got an early start time. It's a 4 p.m. start time at Grumpy's of Roseville. This card promises not to disappoint. We see Mitch Paradise. We all know Mitch Paradise versus Heavy Metal Lore. And they headline in a steel cage match, folks. That's over 600 pounds of man locked inside a steel cage for the admission price of zero dollars. Zero dollars. Zero dollars. Zero dollars. Also for the event, Cody Rice versus Rob Justice and Ryan Cruz challenges Scott Story for the MIW Championship. Again, that's Saturday, June 10th. It's at 2801 Snelling Avenue, North Roseville, Minnesota. Bell time is 4 p.m. Free admission, folks. You don't want to miss this one out. And in other related news, if you got tickets to Wrestlepalooza, fuck you, you (laughs) bastards. Uh, We're looking to buy them. (laughs) I was so disappointed that that sold out literally days before. Apparently people have been able to find them on on, uh, Craigslist, but... You know, now I have a job and might work it. So, um, also, um, the next stop on the Beers and Body Slam Summer Tour, they're going to come to Forest Lake American Legion Ooh. July 1st. Off the success of Forest Lake Fights 1 and Forest, Forest Lake, Lake Fights 2. Who does? We do. Oh, what did you say? You live at Forest Lake? We have listeners in Forest Lake. Oh. Yes, we do. We have listeners all over the world. Um, off off of the success of Forest Lake Fights 1 and 2, the American Legion asked them to stop on the Beers and Body Slams tour. A great event is already scheduled. Again, Heavy Metal Lore is going to take on Chadwick Wentworth III, and Officer Rob Justice is going to take on the Beef Stick's best friend who barely knows us, the anarchist Eric Cannon. The PBR, yes. The The PBR superstar. You need to check these out. These two are not going to disappoint. Um, And again, don't just go off of what we tell you. Find your local wrestling shows. Listen to the radio. Look in the newspapers. Go on the internet. Check out your apps. Find a local event near you. It doesn't have to be this one. It's going to be cheap to free. And the ones that cost extra money, like the one we wanted to go to there, it is well worth it. They were good. they they got uh, Prof uh, doing a show. They got a burlesque show. They got amazing wrestlers, grapplers to for generations. Uh-huh. Go out there and check them out, folks. Come on, we're gonna we're gonna tell you every week. Every week we're gonna tell you what you should you know the the different shows you need to check out. One of these days you're gonna do it, and hopefully you'll see a member of V Sticks or two at the event. We're gonna try. We're gonna try. I'm back in the land of milk and honey. There's no reason not to. Back at the honey, baby. All right, we did backlash. Do we want to touch on Raw and SmackDown? Any? We did a little Uh, bit. We've kind of talked about them here. We've talked about it here and there, and I think that's the way it should be. Um, I did want to talk about something on Raw. Go ahead and do it. I'll uh, let you. I'm trying to remember. I'm having a 
Uh, Finn Balor and Carl Anderson. They brought up their. That was. They brought point. up that they were friends from Japan. Actually, they said former friends, and they just had a uh, special on the WWE Network, the Finn Balor twenty four yeah. or whatever twenty four seven or whatever, where Finn Balor and Carl Anderson are hanging out and calling each other babe. And it's like, how are you going to say they're former friends when we literally just watched a show where they're like best friends? How about Elias Sampson? Was that what you were going to talk about? The Drifter? Who no, made a surprisingly uh, a decent in-ring debut for, yeah. for Raw? Yeah, that was nice stuff. I, I'm not an Elias Sampson fan, but um, if I didn't know anything about him, I would be interested in him right now. He came in there and he was singing, you know, like he does about how shitty the people are, and uh, uh, him and him and Ambrose had a match, and it was it was a good match. It wasn't amazing, but I've seen much worse on well, Raw. Well, coming off of Baron Corbin, Elias Sampson had to feel just the same for Dean Ambrose. I feel like they're very similar characters. The only difference um, is Elias Sampson has a guitar. Right. My boy Arya Davari had a match against Akira Tozawa. I love Arya Davari. Uh, he lost. He always loses. WWE does not give a shit about Arya Davari. We do. It really bothers me. But um, Akira. Sticks pro wrestling. We need to. We need to. Akira Tozawa, I love also, so I'm okay with that. But um, they need to do much with do more with Davari. Did you remember what it was you wanted to speak of? No, man. This is bad. Uh, this is bad news bears right here. I know you will. I know you will. Oh, yeah. No, the Hardy Boys. The Hardy Boys friggin' Matt Hardy beat Sheamus. Yes, he did. They got to choose the stipulation for their match at Extreme Rules. And it's not what I thought it and was going to be. And it's not what I thought it was. Exactly. Yeah, it's not a ladder match. <laughs> they picked, it's the first time in a long time I've been like happy to hear about a cage match. I think this is going to be yeah. really good. I think it's going to be really, well, really, really good. I'm not going to lie, dude. I was I was pretty excited to hear about the cage match for Minnesota Independent Wrestling with Mitch Paradise versus Heavy Metal Lore. So, okay. come on. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but, WWE. You know, for why? a WWE cage match. Yeah, yeah. Usually they say cage match. I'm like, oh, great. No, yeah, this could be really good. I think this is uh I think this is where Hardy's lose the titles. Uh-huh. I'm yeah, gonna go out is, there and this say is that. Definitely it's open. It's in both both groups' wheelhouse. It is. It is. Matt and it Jeff will because... have many times they'll have many opportunities to get out over the top, but you know they're just gonna jump right back in. Yeah, they're gonna be high they got the high flying aspect of it, and then Seamus and Cesaro have the brawling and mm-hmm. beating the shit out of you part of it. Yeah. You know, and as you're on the I'm ground, really Seamus kicking the shit out of you. I'm excited to see a big swing into the side of a cage. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good stuff. It's kind of sad. No, that's I, what I I'm wanted to talk for about. Oh, uh, Mickey James had a match with Alexa Bliss. We haven't seen Mickey for a while. Um, I love that Alexa Bliss has this new DDT finisher of hers, and it looks really good. It's it's not new. She's been doing it for a while, and I think uh, it's... Not long as a finisher? I'd say two I'd months say at least. Couple... No, a few weeks. No, two Month months. Most. Month at most. It's working, though. I like it. I enjoy it. 
I definitely enjoy that 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 somebody's using a DDT as a finisher. Yeah. And uh, the the main event was good. I mean, you got Bray Wyatt's Mojo versus Seth Rollins Roman Reigns. It's gonna be good. Two thirds of the Shield are back together. Wyatt Joe. I like Wyatt and Joe together. Um, wasn't the best. Uh, wasn't the best match I've ever seen. And I'm and looking with the forward to next week. Involved. I'm looking forward to next week when it's going to be Balor, Wyatt, and Joe in a triple threat, and Seth and Roman fighting. I together. I'm not. They just. Why do they just keep? <laughs> I'm sick of them doing that. They don't need to take everybody that's coming up in the next pay per view and just put them in fucking random weird fucking matches together. Be creative. Come on, WWE. Be creative. Come up with something. They don't even have to have a match this week. Get out there and do a good. I love how I love how Kurt Angle makes it, and then he's like, "I'm a damn good general manager." Oh, it's true. That was a hell. It's damn. That was a hell of a way to end the show, wasn't it? (laughs) Oh, I loved. I loved that. I know a lot of people are saying that's too cheesy and campy. I loved it. I'm sorry. He is is overly cheesy as a general manager, but he's still better than Foley was. That, well, and that's the best thing about Angle is when he's campy and cheesy, you know? That's that's the best Angle you can get. Yeah. Yeah, like at his Hall of Fame induction ceremony when he just did his greatest hits. No, that was horrible. That was terrible. <laughs> I was really sad that uh, that was like the last thing we ever watched together, wrestling-wise. Oh, no, we got more to watch to it together wrestling guys we're gonna go to these other shows man we're gonna watch a lot of stuff don't even worry about it um anything else about rod we want to touch on smackdown real quick before we get into the uh bonus patreon boner material for the patreons you say yes sir <laughs> i said it i said it and i forget it yeah i don't know what else do you want to talk about well, I think we can go into SmackDown then if you got nothing else for Raw. Yeah, let's do that. All right. So we ended up with another uh, clusterfuck of five individuals coming into a ring for no fucking reason again. I'm just, I'm just not buying this. Every Raw and SmackDown right now both just have a clusterfuck of people. All yeah. it, 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 trying to take everything up and it's just not working for me. Um, uh, so they have the ladder match people in there is how they start off the match, whatever. Um, like you said, I did like that Kevin Owens pointed out that half the people there lost their matches and there's no reason they should be in there, especially since AJ lost to him and he wasn't in it. Yeah. Just bullshit. So that is good. It's good somebody. It's good to have somebody on air saying what us at home are thinking, because we need that. We need a Frank Grimes. We need our own Frank Grimes in the WWE Simpsons universe. And Kevin Owens is our Frank Grimes, or Grimy as he likes to be called. Grimmy Grimes. Grimmy Gram Grammel. Ah, uh, the Whitman had a tag team match, which was little less of nothing. Charlotte and Becky versus Natalia and Carmella. Uh, Charlotte and Becky won, but they really didn't uh, make you care about it. 
Um, Zayn beat Corbin again in a really short match. So yeah, that was ridiculous. I don't, I yeah. don't like. I don't like how they're Corbin's, making Mike Corbin look. Yeah, Corbin like had Corbin. this huge push, and now he's having this huge fall. And I, I'm all for promoting uh, Sammy. Hey, push Sammy to the fucking moon, baby. But I don't know why they invested all this time in Corbin if now they're just going to turn him into a jobber. I mean, we can see what happens. Corbin did beat the shit out of Zayn afterwards, so I mean, yeah. they're they're building up the story. The story's still in there. Um. Uh, I don't know. And I get it. They're trying to make it so we're not complaining about the 50-50 booking and trading wins and shit, but Corbin deserved a win there on SmackDown. Uh, they got to prove to us that it isn't 50-50 booking. Say, Sami Zayn was winning twice. It's still 50-50 booking if Corbin's winning twice in a row afterwards, you know? Yeah. Um, Jinder had his Punjambi celebration. Which I, was okay. I don't know that it got him any new fans, but I think anybody that, that was already excited that Mahal won, which I think is few and far between, really would have enjoyed this. It was a good heel thing to do. Uh, but wasn't, wasn't, wasn't... It didn't get any new fans of, of him. That's all I'm going to say. Um... We had the Usos and Brazongo, like we talked about. The Usos won. Um, another big tag match, AJ and Shinsuke versus uh, Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler, which was actually a pretty solid match. I, I liked this match. They all kind of had their time to do their match, to put in their moves. I think every wrestler had a chance to look strong. To me, uh, to me, Nakamura looked the strongest, and of course, he he ended up getting the win with the Kinsasha. But I think Nakamura looked strong. You're, you're getting silent over there, Pasty. I didn't lose you, did I? No, I'm still here. All right, all right, all right. I'll just you're you're kind of quiet. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> no, it was a good match. It was a good match, and definitely with with uh, with him coming out on top. That it's 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 definitely working to build him back up after his his weak fight with Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, I think I think it helps, and I think it was a good a good main event for the show. Um, you know, I think the main events I'd have to say were pretty even. I don't know if if SmackDown or Raw had a better main event. But all in all, I think SmackDown, again, ended up the better show for the week. You know, that's even with Jinder as the champ. Yeah. Well, if I got to talk to the best show of the week, like, all in all, from the last podcast, to me, it's NXT. Wow. Yeah, TakeOver, obviously. If we're talking specials, TakeOver won for, for the week since the last podcast. Easily. Hands down, easily mm-hmm. one for the week. And like I said, I didn't watch the. Hey, the did UK we even special. talk about Oscar being the 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 longest? Uh, no, the no, we didn't. She, she broke uh, the record. She, she she beat Goldberg's record. Well, she beat Goldberg's record. record. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a padded record. It jumped by like ten to to twenty five matches each week, <laughs> but she beat it legitimately. Oscar is the HBIC folks, and that's not going to change anytime. I don't think that's going to change until Ember Moon comes back. I didn't think she would lose at a takeover, but a part of me said it's a triple threat. And uh, and and they could pin each other they and not have Asuka in the women's tournament and and keep her streak going throughout the whole thing. <laughs> no. Yes. That's best for business. Asuka is amazing. Asuka Asuka is at the point. I I'm gonna say it here on Beef Sticks, and I know some people don't. Some people don't dig this, and some people are okay with this. Oscar's at the point she can start facing male superstars. I think let her fight some some men. Oh yeah, and let her kick their asses. For sure. Like they don't even I'm need okay. to get in any offense. Yeah, do it. I know WWE doesn't like to do that, so it'll never happen. But that's me. I'm like let her let her fight men. Hey, at WrestleMania, Triple H pushed that pushed Stephanie with his face. Right. <laughs> I want the Oscar versus Bobby Roode. Book it. Do it. Oscar versus Hideo Itami. Book it. God, you're <laughs> breaking versus, shit again. Oscar versus Bobby Roode for the NXT championship. Why not? Champion <laughs> versus champion. I would be uh, uh, thoroughly amused whoever won that match. I, I would love the match, and that's what counts. <laughs> so we have reached uh, two hours. It is now 8 o'clock. Yep, get the fuck out of here, all you non-paying fools. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, thank you all for joining us for another uh, Thursday 8 o'clock show. We appreciate it. We love you being here with us. We love to be here with you. We love the beer. God, it's fucking good beer. It's good It's good beer, man. Good beer, good people, good times, good wrestling. It's just a good fucking Thursday, as we said at the beginning of the show, and we'll end it with that. It's a good day today, man. Yes. Thank you for sticking around with us from 8 o'clock to 8 o'clock. We appreciate it. Yes. It's always 8 o'clock on the 8 o'clock show. For those of you who aren't listening live, you won't understand what the fuck we're talking about. And you'll have to purchase our Patreon to find out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So put a doll- go and put a dollar in my pocket, baby. Put a dollar in my G-string. That's even better yet. Put a dollar in my G-string, and I'll let you know exactly what we're speaking of here. We need a picture of, of you and a G-string now for the Patreon. It's got to happen. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it tonight, Loke. I'm doing we'll, it tonight. We'll put it. We'll put it right above the donate button. I got it. <laughs> I'm. I'm on it, baby. And then when my mother comes and sees my computer, she can think we're even more gay. Exactly. And that's what it's about, <laughs> is making people think we're gay. Yeah. All making right. Making them think or letting them know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, that is all the time we have for this week's episode. Thank you. For I love you like a lovesick puppy. He says that so much. I'm starting to believe it's not true. When you say (laughs) things too much, they start to lose their meaning.
So make sure you join us next Thursday. Same beef time, same beef channel. (laughs) 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 All right. Peace out, y'all. My name is Pasty White. And I'm Fat Mac. And boy, is he ever. Macadocious. We out.